Hello, my friends, kingdom builders and kingdom connectors, and everyone who is about the Father's business. Welcome to another edition of the Living Word Mind of Conception podcast. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast so that we can stay connected, continue to communicate, and to contribute to one another's life. So let's begin our journey right now. God, that his throne will last forever. And uh, thank God that he is yet reigning supreme. Uh, He is yet uh, mighty. Uh, He never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So we thank God for all of you that I've gotten on. It's already 7.30 now, so we do have to start on time. Again, we want to just acknowledge again, uh, Sister Angie, Joanne, everyone, uh, Alma, uh, Elder Mitchell, Tamara, Luana, Marcella, uh, and Veronica, and Mom and Pop Watkins as well that are on just right now. But as we get ready to get started tonight, I just want to talk about uh, the greatness of God and and what God has done for all of us as believers. And we want to really deal with that, uh, again, hopefully to encourage your faith. Uh, know that what everything that we do, uh, it is a faith walk, and uh, the just shall live by faith. Uh, again, uh, being justified by faith, uh, we have peace with God through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So everything that we do, we are to do it by and through faith. And so again, faith in trusting God, faith in trusting God's word, knowing that what God said, that God himself is able to perform it. So I want to just encourage you somewhat tonight. I sent the, sent the uh, invitation out this morning and I talked about an endless supply because right now I know that everyone, well, I'll say everyone, I know that many people are concerned about, uh, you know, prices and inflation and uh, you know, whatever have you and all the things that are going on. It seems like everything costs way too much and, and it almost seems like what we're going to do. But you know, God's standard and God's word actually never changes. And he told us very plainly in the book of Matthew, we're not going to turn it right now, but in gospel of Matthew in the sixth chapter, he told us to take no thought for our life, right? What, we sh- what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Wherewithal shall we be clothed? Because after these things do the people of the world or, or the Gentiles seek. But he told us to do what? To seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things would be added unto us. Well, what things would be added were the things that he, would, he knew people would be concerned about. What we're going to eat. What we're going to drink. Wherewithal shall we be clothed, Right? He said, don't worry about seeking after those things, for the Father himself knows that you have need of those things. Now, as we get into this tonight, I pray, I really do believe that this will encourage your faith in a lot of ways and also give you the ability to encourage somebody else's faith. Because I want you to understand that statement in the Matthew, the sixth chapter, when Jesus said, the Father in heaven knows that you need these things. So if he knows, watch this, that you need these things, he already has a promise in his word that my God shall supply all of your needs 
according to his riches and glory. And he knows you need these things. What things? And Matthew 6, you know, where we're going to be clothed, what we're going to eat, uh, you know, whatever we're going to drink, you know, those things. He says the Father knows that you need these things. So the promise of God is that he will supply all of your need. So the basic necessities of life, the Father knows you need those things. And then because of who he is, he is going to provide you those things according to his riches and glory. Now, it gets exciting because when we start talking about God's riches and glory, we're, we're talking about a place that has an endless supply. And we talked about a little bit earlier, uh, Minister Ronk and myself, as we were getting on early, that God has a supply for whatever you need. You know, we were even discussing the fact of how sometimes we need fresh mercy or new mercy. Well, watch what the Bible declares. The Bible declares that his mercy endures forever. It also declares that his mercies are new every morning. Glory to God. That's just So that's an endless supply. What else does it declare? It declares that weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. So God has an endless supply of whatever you and I may need in order to have success, to find victory, to fulfill our destiny, to fulfill our purpose. So I got to get to a place where I'm confident in God's endless supply. Now watch this. Why this is so important is because you it's not just an endless supply of, you know, quote unquote, spiritual things. So Jesus came to show us what the kingdom of heaven was like, right? When he was here on earth, he was a representation of the kingdom of heaven's government in the earth. Everywhere Jesus went, people got healed. People got set free. People got provided for. Uh, things happened, right? Transformation took place. Miracles took place. But again, watch this. That, that was what Jesus, that was just a part of his kingdom, right? He did not come to say that I, I am coming to become a king. But he said, my kingdom is not of this world. Right? So he came to show us what the kingdom of heaven was like. And in the kingdom of heaven, brothers and sisters, glory to God, there is an endless supply of whatever you need. <laughs> Lord Jesus. And the good news about that is that it never runs out. Now watch this. Watch this. You got to follow with me because we're going to just look at a few things tonight. But I'm trying to encourage your faith because I'm not talking about I have an endless supply or you have an endless supply or, or there's an endless supply at the HEB store or the, or the Kroger store. I'm talking about the God of heaven has no limitations on supplying you what you need. So we can go all through the Bible. We can talk about all the Old Testament miracles. 
the New Testament miracles, I mean, and, and, and just the modern day miracles, right? The, the, the miracles of God supplying needs in an environment and even in an economy that just seems like it's just out of, out of whack, like it's, everything's crazy. But God never fails to supply the needs of his people. So how many remember the story of Elisha and he asked the woman, what do you have? She said, all I have is one little jar of oil. When she obeyed the man of God, he said, now go get vessels, empty jars, and close the door behind you and begin to pour out the oil. And as she obeyed the word of the Lord, as long as she had something to put it in, the oil never stopped flowing. Glory to God. I'm, I'm here to tell you that God has an endless supply, right? And so now, same thing. Going back into the Old Testament before we get to the New Testament. In the wilderness, where are we going to get water to drink? We're in the desert. We're in the wilderness. There's no water out here. We're going to die of thirst, right? No, 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 no. They cried out to God, and God told Moses what to do. He told Moses to speak to the rock, right? And then Moses got a little angry, and he, he, he struck the rock. The one time, he, one time he told him to strike the rock, but on another occasion, he told him to speak to the rock. So anyway, long story short, glory to God, God brought water out of a rock in the wilderness to supply the needs of his people. They said, well, what are we going to eat? We, we out here, we're going to starve. God caused bread to fall down from heaven and gave him the instructions of what to do because he said, I'm going to be your source and I want to be your supply. Oh, my Lord. Hallelujah. And if we can get this today and stop allowing fear and worry to override our confidence in God, then God will have, God has a million ways to get your supply to you of whatever you need. Glory to God. So I'm, I'm saying all of that because I know that many times throughout history and even in the time we're in right now, things are kind of like topsy-turvy, right? Upside down. I mean, it's like, my Lord, you know, what's happening? What's going on? But God never fails to supply your need. You got to understand that. Because he wants you to not have enough, not only to meet your own needs, but also to meet the needs of other people around you. So watch this. God is your source and supply. And because he's your source and supply, you can never run out. I know in our minds, mentality, right? Humanly thinking, we feel like we can run out. Not if God is your source and supply. You got to hear what I'm trying to tell you. And this is where too many believers are not at, where they're not at, right? Where, where they should be, but they're not. God is not their source. They're, they're looking at everything else. They're looking at the economy. They're looking at the, the Democrats and Republicans and this one and that one and who's going to do this. Who, no, no, no. If God is not your source, then you're always going to come up short. <laughs> but if God is your source, then you'll never come up short because why? God himself has an endless supply. So let me just show you this in an example 
of, again, a couple of New Testament miracles of the fish and the loaves. You know this, you've read it, you've heard it preached, but I want to examine this a little bit tonight because I'm trying to make a point of the one that is your source. Listen, me and my wife talk about this often. Thank God for employment, but our jobs are not our source because they, you could go to that job tomorrow and they could tell you, well, we bankrupt, uh, thank you for your service, uh, uh, we'll see you on down the road. <laughs> I mean, and, and there's no guarantee that it's going to be there. But the guarantee is that because of your willingness of obedience in productivity, God, when one door closes, if God is your source, one door will close and another one will open. Why? Because the source has not changed. The resource or the, or the way he gets it to you may change, but the source itself does not change. Let me give you another quick Old Testament example. Elijah now, not Elisha, but Elijah. God tells him to go and tell wicked King Ahab, listen here. It's not going to rain in Israel for three and a half years until I say so. He spoke the word to King Ahab and God said, listen, I'm your source now. Watch this. God says, I'm your source. Go and sit by the brook, Cherub, and I am going to, you can drink water out of the brook, and I'm going to command the ravens, <laughs> glory to God, to bring you a bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. So they're going to bring you a sandwich twice a day. And you're going to, while there's a drought going on in the land, and yet you, because you're obeying God's word, you will be being fed by the ravens and drinking water, fresh water out of the brook. So he obeys God. Well, in the process of that time, the brook dries up. Now, remember what I'm trying to tell you. God is his source, not the brook. God's the source. The brook was just the way God got the supply to him. Oh, Lord, I hope you're getting this because I'm trying to get some faith here. God is your source, not the brook. So when the brook dries up, the source is still the same. God said, don't worry about it. I got a little widow woman over here in Zerapath that's going to provide for you, and I'm going to bless her, and y'all going to provide for your household. Now watch this. He sees the woman, and she, he says, uh, Give me a little drink. And she says, listen. He said, she went to give him a little drink of water. Then he says, bring me a little cake, a little piece of bread or something. She said, man of God, listen here. I'm putting this, this, this is my own words here. She said, we don't have anything else. I got a little bit of meal and a little bit of oil. And me and my son, we're going to have, we're going we're gonna to have our last supper. <laughs> I'm going to make a little cake and we're going to die. It's, it's over. But the word of the Lord said, no, he said, do what you said, but feed the man of God first. In other words, put spiritual things first. You gotta, I don't want to get too far from that tonight, but put the spirit first. And then the supply will never run out. Now, watch how God works this thing. I mean, there's a drought in the earth. There's no rain. There's no grain. There's, the earth is not producing anything. Glory to God. But because the word of the Lord had been released by the prophet of God, she, he, she, she obeyed the word of the Lord. And when she obeyed the word of the Lord, 
The, the oil and the meal never ran out until the rain came on the earth. I mean, <laughs> glory to God. I'm getting excited to tell you about it. I'm talking about that's the God that we serve. Some You say, well, how does that happen? I don't know. I don't know how more oil and more meal got in the bucket after they had breakfast. You know, they made pancakes in the morning. And and, and, and then that when they went back in and looked at the gate, there was more in there. You say, how did that happen? I don't know. I can't explain it to you. But I'm just telling you, that's part of God's endless supply. Mm, mm, mm. Folks, and that's where your faith needs to be. Your faith needs to be in the source. Not in the resource, but in the source. Who is El Shaddai? Listen, if you are willing to be obedient to all the instructions he gives you about being productive, about being diligent, not being lazy, not being slothful, but you're doing that out of obedience to him, then God can, the, the resource can change, but the source never changes because God is the source. And so if God is the source, loved one, you are never going to be without. Why? Because you're not looking to your, 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 listen, thank God for your education. Thank God for your, uh, your knowledge in college or whatever. You know, thank God for your skills. But God is your source. And this is where I've come to find out that too many believers do not see God as their source. They're depending upon their own strength, their own ability, their own education, their own wisdom, and not depending on God as their source. So let's bring it up to the New Testament. Of course, Jesus himself being our greatest example. So watch this. And we're going to look at Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 14, 15, and 16. And I'm not going to read the whole entire chapter, but I have to build up because there's going to be something Jesus says to his disciples that's going to be very important for you to understand what Jesus came to teach us. He said, listen, he says, my, he says, my father is always with me. And the words that I'm speaking to you, they're the words that I heard from my father, right? And whatever my father is doing, that's what the son is going to do. So as, as God calls the rain to come on the good and the evil, right? He calls the sun to rise on the just and on the unjust. One can plant, one can water, but only God caused the herb of the field to grow. If, if, if God don't make it grow, folks, it ain't growing. It ain't doing nothing if God doesn't touch it. But here's the good news. It is his desire to cause, the, to, to supply the necessities of, to his children. And he does it, and I'm going to say something here because I'm going to get you to another level. And he does it according to God's riches and glory. So stop trying to, uh, let me say it the right way. Don't try to be a miser. Uh, I'm trying to explain this. In other words, God is your source. So listen, it's not your wisdom that's going to get you to the next level. <laughs> no, it's the wisdom of God, right? It's, it's not using man's wisdom that's going to get you to your next stage in life. It's, it's, it's doing what God told you to do, right? Another endless supply. I believe it's in Kings where they were out in a, giving a fight a battle and they had no water and they, they was out there going to try to fight the battle 
and, and they're about to die of thirst. And listen, and God just said, go and make this valley full of ditches. Now, but how is that going to get us some water? And we, we already thirsty. You tell us to dig some ditches? Glory to God. But I'm telling you, there was no sound of wind. There was no sound of clouds. There was no sound of rain. But the next morning, all those little ditches that made were full of water for the people to drink. I'm telling you, saints of God, I'm getting excited. I'm trying to preach here. I'm getting really excited. Our God has an endless supply. Hallelujah. He knows exactly what you need. He knows exactly how to get it to you. He knows exactly how to provide for you. There's nothing that you have to go without. You don't have to lack for anything if you understand and you really comprehend and believe that God is your source. Glory to God, man. Woo-wee. Hallelujah to the Lamb. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Praise God. Amen. I pray that you're receiving that because that's what I found out. God is the source of your strength, right? Even in victory to overcome some things, right? We got to overcome challenges. We got to overcome uh, temptations, whatever have you. We got to overcome uh, uh, fears, whatever it is. We got to overcome. If you understand that God is your source, you know that you aren't going to run out. All right, let me, let me read this here. Matthew, the 14th chapter, I want, I want to give you an assignment to read chapter 14, 15, and 16 on your next available free time so you can get the whole context of what I'm saying. But I want to just bring out a couple of things in Matthew 14, chapter 1. We'll start at verse 14. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick, all right? And when it was evening... His disciples came to watch this. The disciples came to him saying, this is a desert place and the time is now past. Send the multitude away that they may go into the village and buy themselves victuals or buy themselves something to eat. Now watch this. But Jesus said unto them, they need not depart or they don't have to leave. You give them something to eat. Now, wait a minute now. What do you mean? You give them something to eat. Wait a minute now. Okay, let's keep on reading. And they said unto him, we have here but five loaves and two fishes. But he said, bring them hither to me. He commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took the five loaves and the two fishes, looked up to heaven. He blessed and break and gave the loaves to his disciples and his disciples to the multitude. And they did eat all at and they did all eat, excuse me, and were filled, and they took up of the fragments that remained 12 baskets full. All right, I'm making a point tonight. I really pray that you can receive this in the spirit. They, they, they had, after they had two, they started with two fish, five loaves of bread, 5,000 men plus women and children ate. Then what they had left was 12 baskets full of, uh, of bread. <laughs> now watch this. Uh, and they that had eaten were about 5,000 men besides women and children. Okay? Oh, there's, there's so much in this, folks. I, I really want to break it down. But let's go to chapter 15 now. Chapter 15, some other things happened. They was out on the boat and Jesus was walking on the water. And I mean, just so many things happening here. 
but chapter 15 now and verse number 30, right? And a great multitude came unto him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others, and cast them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. Glory to God. Glory to God. And he healed them. <laughs> In so much that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to speak, the maimed to be whole, the lame to walk, and the blind to see, and they glorified the God of Israel. Then Jesus called his disciples unto him and said, notice this word again, just like in chapter 14, I have compassion on the multitude because they continue with me now three days and have nothing to eat. And I will not send them away fasting lest they faint in the way, all right? And his disciples said unto him, When shall we have so much bread in the wilderness as to fill so great a multitude? Mm, mm, mm. And Jesus said unto them, How many loaves have you? And they said, Seven, and a few little fishes. And he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the ground, and he took the seven loaves and the fishes and gave thanks, and he broke them and gave his to his disciples and disciples to the multitude and they did all eat and were filled and they took up of the broken meat that was left seven baskets full and they that did eat were 4,000 men beside women and children glory to God so two one two testimonies here now, I'm going to go to chapter 16 because I'm trying to make a point. I'm really trying to make a point. So that's miraculous. He blessed it and he broke it and he gave it to the disciples now. And the disciples gave it to the multitude. So whatever came out of Jesus' hand continued to multiply. Now watch this. Because 12 disciples cannot carry enough bread to feed 5,000 people. So as they think, imagine 5,000 people and there's 12 of us, we go, 12 of us cannot carry a loaf big enough to, to feed 5,000 people. So as they were going out there breaking the bread off, the bread kept multiplying. <laughs> That's the only way, it, there's no other way for it to happen. You can't carry that much bread to feed 5,000 men plus women and children. But it said he gave it to the disciples and the disciples gave it to the multitude. So the bread, why? Folks, what am I trying to tell you? I'm trying to make it as plain as I can. There's an endless supply in the kingdom. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So as they were obeying Jesus, the bread keeps multiplying. Notice the difference in the 5,000 men the disciples said what? Send them away so they can buy themselves something to eat. And then Jesus said, no, you feed them. Then the 4,000, Jesus said, I'm not going to send them away fasting. They've been following me for three days, so I'm going to feed them. Why? Because heaven has an endless supply. And the disciples said, how are we going to feed all these people? He said, well, what do you got? 
I'll put that, that's my own term. What, what do you have in your possession? Give it to the Lord. Put it in God's hands. And when he put it in God's hands, it multiplied to an endless supply. See, can I just get real with you, some of you, and, and you on YouTube and Facebook and everything else. See, some people have not obeyed the word of the Lord and their supply is being cut off, right? Their, their brook is drying up because they're trying to get supply and source without obeying the source of all life and all breath and all things. God's trying to tell you what to do with your resources and we're not obeying him and therefore our resources are being cut off. Glory to God. And it's not God that's doing it. It's the principle of whatever he set in motion. It's just going to work that way, folks. Whatever you sow, that shall you also reap. It's not that God's being mean or hardcore. If you are sowing disobedience to his principles, then the result of that disobedience is going to be a cutoff of, of your supply. Not of your source, but of your supply. <sighs> okay. So you got two fish and five loaves, fed 5,000 men, plus women and children, 12 baskets full, right? Then you have uh, a few small fishes, seven loaves, 4,000 men plus women and children, seven baskets full. So now Jesus is still teaching his disciples in chapter number 16. And we're going to start here at verse number 6. And this is what I, I, why I read all this because I'm trying to give you the understanding. So Jesus is not concerned. Heaven has an endless supply. And the one you're in covenant with, the one you're in partnership with, the one that you have become a part of his uh, 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 part of his uh, airness, airship. I don't know if that's a word, but you know what I mean. You 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 become part of the inheritance. You are you are now in the family, right? You are a, a, an inheritor of the of the family of God. You are an inheritor of the estate of the Father. Glory to God. And you are now in the wheel. Glory to God. <laughs> so. So he says, uh, now, he's teaching his disciples. Matthew chapter 16, verse 6. We're almost done. Then Jesus said unto them, take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. Now watch this. Watch what the disciples do. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, it is because we have taken no bread. Now let, watch it now. Watch the story here. When, which when Jesus perceived, he said unto them, O ye of little faith, why reason you among yourselves because you have brought no bread? Now this is rich, man. Glory to God. Do you not yet understand, neither remember, the five loaves of the 5,000 and how many baskets you took up? Do you remember how many baskets they took up? Twelve. Now keep on going. Neither the seven loaves of the 4,000 and how many baskets you took up? It was seven. 
How is it that you do not understand that I spake it not to you concerning bread? That you should beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Then understood they how that he bade them not beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. What am I saying? Jesus is teaching his own disciples. He says, guys, how you don't understand this? I mean, if I can put it in my own terms, heaven has an endless supply. I'm not talking to you about natural bread. Those are the, God got that stuff under control, man. You, you, glory to God. He, he, he is your source. You, you don't have to worry about bread. And you don't have to worry about provision. You don't have to worry about whether or not uh, uh, you're going to get something to eat or not. God got that under control. He says, don't be, uh, don't beware of the teaching, the thinking, the mindset, the process of the Sadducees, those that don't believe anything, and the Pharisees, those that are so strict to the law that they couldn't see the Messiah for who he was. So what am I saying right now? I'm saying right now that many people can't receive from God today because the leaven of the Pharisees is still in their mind, right? They're, they're thinking that they have to earn something from God. They have to be worthy uh, enough. They have to have enough, uh, if I'm putting in our own terms, enough brownie points, they, enough good deeds, enough check marks in order to get the overflow of God's blessing. Folks, you can't get it by that. The only way you get it is by faith and by trusting in his ability to do what he said that he can do. But I made that point because 5,000, 4,000, God has more than enough. Now, I'm not mad at you guys. I just want you to understand what I'm trying to get to you because I see Christian people all the time walking around, wringing their hands, worried, fearful, and fretful about everything. And they, he said, how is it that you don't understand this? Glory to God. I mean, he, he had to tell his own disciples. He said, don't you understand that I took two fish and five loaves and fed 5,000 people? I can take care of you. Hallelujah. Amen. I can take care of you. I can provide for you. I can meet your needs. Glory to God. I can, I can be your source. I just need you to be obedient. And therein lies the problem with a lot of Christian people. They are not obedient to the word of God. They're trying to fix stuff, figure everything out, and do it their way and try to find out how to deal with this, deal with that. And instead of just being obedient to the word of God. Because when you obey his word, then God takes over, right? He takes over the battle. He takes over the fight. Last thing, and I'm going to say this, uh, uh, last thing I'm going to say tonight as another example of God's endless supply. There was a King Jehoshaphat, and there was three armies coming up against him in 2 Chronicles chapter number 20. You, many of you know the story. And they said, listen, Lord, we don't even know what to do. We have no idea what to do with this, all these, if you will, all these problems that are coming against us. We don't even know what to do. 
He said, but our eyes are upon you. So they begin to pray and just look to heaven. They look to God for a solution. They look to God for an answer. And God sent a prophet out to them. He said, listen, uh, King Jehoshaphat and all the people of Israel, you are not even neither going to fight this battle. For the battle is not yours, but it's the Lord's. Glory to God. What did he tell them to do? He says, what I want you to do is I want you to get some praisers. Somebody might, somebody might say, get the choir. But anyway, he said, get some praisers and begin to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Now, this is what God told them to do. Now, they're facing a battle where they're getting ready to go to war with, another, with three other nations. But the, just obey God. Just obey his word. Glory to God. And when they begin to do that, God made the enemy turn on each other and ambushments against the enemy, and they begin to destroy each other. And the people of Israel went out to the camp, and it said it took them three days to gather up all the riches and the food and everything that the other people had left, all the wealth, all of the blessings. It took them three days. Now, how did they get that abundance? How did they get that supply? By simple obedience to what God is telling them to do. So, folks, I'm saying to you tonight, and you that are on YouTube and Facebook as well, I'm saying to you tonight, you want to make it up in your mind that you're going to obey, obey God in every principle of his word. Why, folks? Because God has an endless supply. You're not doing this. Watch this. You're not necessarily doing this for him. You're doing it because you love him, but God, but God don't need bread. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He don't eat bread. Glory to God. Come on now. I'm trying to make it a plan. Many of you know that he said, listen, the silver is mine, right? God said in the book of Haggai, the gold is mine. The silver is mine, right? And the glory of this latter house shall be greater than the glory of the former house. God don't need silver. God don't need gold. Furthermore, you know in the book of Psalms that he said, there are cattle on 1,000 hills belong to the Lord. Last thing I checked, God don't eat steak. Glory to God. He don't eat steak, filet mignon, or prime rib. So he, he don't need the cattle. What is he trying to tell you? He said, if you obey me, then I will supply your need according to my riches and glory. And God has an endless supply to meet every need of every human being that have ever walked on the face of the earth. Folks, understand, I don't want to get on that tonight, but understand this. When the earth was designed, it was designed to go on forever. And it was designed by God to be replenished by the blessing that God would put on his people. It was designed because man was never truly at the beginning designed to die. So the supply that's in the earth is already there. But unless we obey the kingdom of God's principles, then you then there are people that, that are struggling. You say, why are people struggling? Why are people going through all these things? Because God is, is faithful to who he is, number one. And he's true to who he is. He said, listen, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So if something's not being added to you, are you seeking the kingdom of God? 
And are you seeking his glory and his righteousness? How do you do that? Simply by being obedient to the word of the Lord. If God tells you to do something in his word, don't argue with the man. Don't debate it. Don't try to understand. Just obey what he's telling you to do. And then his endless supply will be released unto you. Uh, and as we're closing, uh, as we're closing, and many of you know I've, I taught on this a lot. Same thing with Luke chapter number five. Peter's out there fishing, right? He didn't fish all night. Just, just, I mean, Peter's like many of us. Oh, Lord, I've been working all night. I've been working hard. Lord, I've been, I've been trying my best. I'm out here doing everything I can do to try to get these bills paid, get these debts paid. Oh, Lord, I'm doing everything I can do. I, I haven't had, I haven't caught nothing. I haven't been working all night and caught nothing. Then he said, the Lord Jesus said, well, cast out your uh, uh, net out into the deep and you'll catch a lot of fish. You'll get a big catch. Peter said, uh, we've been working all night, but I'm going to do it because of your word. And when he obeyed the word of the Lord, glory to God, he caught, and you know this, I've talked, we talked Luke 5. He caught so much fish that the boats, boat began to sink. He had to call his partners. What, what am I saying? Heaven has an endless supply. Where'd them fish come from? I mean, what happened? Did they just, I mean, you know, how come he didn't catch them all night? Now, all of a sudden, he's catching so many that the boat is sinking. Because he linked up to heaven's purpose. He linked up to the purpose that God had for him out of his obedience to what he said in his word. So last thing I'm going to say to you tonight, are you obeying the word of God? In whatever area you're trying to get victory, whatever it is, whether it's emotional, spiritual, even financially, physically, right? Uh, in your relationships, are you obeying what God is saying? And it's that simple, folks. Because once we obey what God is saying, like in relationships, how about showing mercy, right? How about being kind and gentle? How about forgiving? See, those are all obedient things we got to do to the Lord. And then guess what? When you do those things in your relationship, an endless supply of God's favor and blessing on your relationship can begin to take place. So it's not just, I'm not just talking about one area, but I'm talking about God is your source in all things. Well, praise God. I pray that you are encouraged in your faith tonight. You can do this. You can do this. And I want you to understand that because I don't want you to condemn yourself or get condemned. You can do this and know that God is your source, right? Get to know him. Know that he's your source. He's your supply. And when you look to him, he will make things happen that you and I cannot make happen for ourselves, right? No, no more struggling trying to make it happen, but put God first, right? Obey his commandments. Do the things and the principles that he tells you in whatever area you're believing for him for. You just be, you just be obedient. And what I can see, tell you in my own life, just be obedient. God has a way of doing things that you have to look back and say, you know what? That's what I've been praying for. That's what I was believing God for. Uh, that's what I was trusting the Lord for. And now it's actually happening, right? Don't worry about how it's going to happen or when it's going to happen. Just know that if you're obeying God's word and obeying his principles, that it's going to happen. Amen. God bless you tonight. Uh, we pray that you receive something like that. I want you to tell you something that El Shaddai has an endless 
supply. Well, praise the Lord. We hope you have enjoyed the podcast today. We encourage you to stay connected by subscribing to this podcast, as well as our weekly newsletter at www.livingwordcorsicana.org. Also, we invite you to join our national video call on the Zoom app. Our personal room number is 931-432-8488. And the passcode is the number two. Listen, God bless you. Have a supernatural day. And we hope to contribute and communicate with you soon. Mm -hmm.